Hello, everyone. Welcome to Staking Mondays. Staking Mondays is a weekly show to share specific knowledge from the staking industry leaders with our community. And of course, this is all powered by stakingrewards.com. At Staking Rewards, we are helping investors navigate the landscape of yield generating digital assets, finding their best opportunities to earn interest on crypto. My name is Ken Garofalo, and I am extremely excited to welcome today's guest. He is originally from China and has been living in the United States for quite a while now. Back in college, he majored in enterprise management at Peking University, worked in the financial industry for several years in China before he came to study economics and computer science at The Ohio State University. Then he transitioned into the internet world where he became a software engineer for about 20 years in e-commerce. Then he got into Bitcoin, Ethereum in the early days, luckily, and eventually started Factum in Austin, Texas as a CTO. Then he went back to China to start a company called Wenglu to sell blockchain solutions to local enterprise and the government in 2016. It was at this time that he started incubating the idea of Wanchain to solve the interoperability challenge. He did a proof of concept and built out a platform with Ethereum as the base with cross-chain privacy added. Then they launched Wanchain in 2017 and the mainnet was launched in 2018. So everyone put your hands together and welcome Jack Liu. Thank you, Ken. Thanks, thanks for the introduction. Hope you liked it and welcome and thank you so much for joining us here today. So Jack, just a little icebreaker for you. Uh, just want to get, uh, you know, the, the juices flowing here this morning. Uh, so which crypto project first spiked your interest outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum and why? First project. Um, of, uh, I, I think uh, there are quite a few projects. Actually, I was an investor in many of the, the projects I did. I was doing the uh, uh, roadshow for many projects back in 2013 and 14. I invested quite a few projects. Um, I, but but I have to mention the biggest one would would be uh, Bitcoin and and I, I my my crown jewel is uh, you know uh, Ethereum. I pretty much put all my uh, Bitcoins on Ethereum back in uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah, and in the beginning of the project. Yeah. So very smart bet, and I'm sure it's uh, yeah. paid off handsomely for you uh, being involved so early. Uh, and how did you have that foresight? What what made you believe in a project so early? In the industry well i think it's my background yeah i have uh, economics and uh, computer science background and i was uh, uh, serving as an architect uh, at that time uh, for hp so i was looking at, around for you know many uh, startup ideas right and uh, uh just uh, when i first time when i you know heard about bitcoin and look into the white paper and uh, i immediately caught my attention and I did uh, some mining actually in my home <laughs> with my home PCs and uh, some equipment. Um, I, I just got into it. I just got fascinated with this, uh, you know, I, I call it early uh, social experiment. And uh, I, you know, divide my, all my time, you know, since then. Yeah. I mean, that's great timing and great commitment to sort of just go all in on something that is uh, very early in its days and something you believe in. So your education obviously helped. Uh, but let, let's get into Wanchain a little bit here. So Wanchain was announced in the middle of 2017, in the middle of the ICO hype craze, as one of the first proof of stake blockchains. What are some of the most memorable moments from during the days of launching uh, of Wanchain? And, and how did Wanchain profit off the hype back then? 
Yeah, I remember that uh, in early 2017, after we did uh, several months of, um, you know, uh, feasibility research into this new project. And uh, uh, we finally decided to launch this uh, new project and we found it, finally picked the name, WAN, uh, W-A-N, Why Every Network of Blockchains. And it fit, fits us pretty well, what we wanted to do and uh, the vision we had and uh, and uh, after we did the feasibility research we we felt that yeah this can be done right and we're so excited about the future and that was uh, the moment for the core core team that we we were committed to to the project and then we said well yeah we will stick to to it for for the long term and later on we, we after we kicked off the project we uh, you know travel around the world to do the road show and in every moment you know, this project was just caught attention around the world. We got so much attention. Yeah, and, and uh, um, you know, pe people believed us, I mean, the, the team and also the technology and the concept and what we wanted to do. Uh, people just bought into the vision, right? And yeah, there was a lot of hype back then. Um, I, I think a lot of projects had a lot of hype, right? And I, I think the peak was, uh, uh, when we launched the uh, the mainnet in January 2018 at Miami uh, Bitcoin conference, and that was really the peak for our project. And so many people came to us and told us that they believed in the project, asked us to you know really work hard and, and achieve our goal. And I I told them, yeah, I will stick <laughs> to the project, you know, in, in probably forever for this project, right? And, and uh, you know, I, by looking back, I, I think, uh, you, know, um, you know, 2017 and early 2018 was, uh, you know, crazy days, right, for many projects. Um, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I don't think that Wenching, uh, you know, the team, uh, you know, we, uh, we call it profit is not right term. We, we did benefit from the, from the hype, right? Uh, very quickly, um, you know, because of the tension around the world, uh, we, many doors were open to us, like media mm -hmm. attention and many partners. And uh, we, we were able to assemble the best team uh, around the world very, very quickly. I think that's very, very fortunate for us to launch the project in the right time. And mm -hmm. certainly we, we did the uh, fundraising very, very quickly and, uh, and also um, make sure that we had, uh, you know, uh, enough fun for us to uh, to you know uh, do the all the development. The project team doesn't have to worry about funding, and we have we can focus on the development uh, for many years. And that's why uh, we achieve our milestone one one at a time, right? And we de deliver pretty much everything we promise in our white paper. And uh, we uh, you know I think overachieve um, and in many in many uh, different fronts. And uh, we, we, we were able to, uh, you know, deliver our special, um, you know, uh, proof of stake in the early, very early days, a lot faster than Ethereum, right? And, and uh, we also deliver our multi-chain, cross-chain bridge infrastructure, uh, of, co of course, over many iterations, but I'm very happy that, that what happened to us. But I, I do have to mention that, uh, you know, uh, when the, uh, the coin was launching the, you know, open markets. Uh, the team definitely doesn't have a lot of control, right? 
uh, crypto market is not very regulated and uh, you know it's open a right? project our, our project team has very little control but i'm i'm glad that you know a lot of people stick to our project in the long term right i'm sure that uh, with the with with the help uh, from them and support from them the project will be a great success yeah and it is truly a remarkable story of uh, planning and researching and then actually executing on all the milestones and I think you have overachieved and the market has reacted to that and you know all this uh, initial audience that you gained in the first place during 2017 it, a lot of them are still here with you and you know it's grown it's grown tenfold since then as well so uh, just a great story and you know with all these crypto hype cycles that happen you have fast shifting sentiment like the ICO hype the DeFi hype the NFT hype we saw recently uh, is this is this dangerous or is this a net positive for the industry overall? I, th I think it's kind of both. I, I was in the internet a boom uh, in the late nineties, right? It was crazy at that time, <laughs> you know. And uh, for every uh, technology in the IT world, right? We know like uh, AI, you know, we, we know big data, all those things, right? The G, you know, five G, those, those things. I, I don't know. There are many many hypes, right? I think uh, crypto even even worse than that, right? Because the 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 thing uh, is not regulated. Uh, mm. I mean, in the early stage, and uh, and uh, you know, it's a world uh, market, right? It's not you know one country. It's just twenty four hour, you know, by seven, and uh, and uh, we, it's very very difficult to control, and uh, and because it's in the early stage. The very small percentage of people are involved in this, right? And when we have this hype, suddenly it's very good to attract new people to come in, right? Uh, and with the world population increase even by little, right? This will magnify, right? Multiple fold, many folds, right? Compared to the traditional market, so suddenly this will go up and down in a dramatic fashion, right? But uh, I think overall, um, like in any other financial markets, it's more like a, a zero-sum game. Like some people lose and some people win. Right? Uh, but overall, because the crypto industry is expanding, right, and more, millions and millions of people join in, in, in this industry uh, every year, so this industry is attracting a lot of more funds, right? assets, and, and also more talents and new ideas all coming into this, we call a black hole, right? <laughs> People coming into this and uh, to have innovative ideas and to have great you know, innovations and great technology achievements. I think this is very good for the industry, uh, but unfortunately, uh, there are a lot of, uh, you know, short-term hypes and you know scams uh, some people get hurt but uh, i would strongly urge uh you know our audience you know be careful out there right don't put too much into it you know more than you you can you know you can lose right and mm -hmm. uh, make sure that you actually uh you know follow the good projects not the bad ones <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a great piece of advice there. There are so many new projects coming out. It's best to do research. And that's yeah. why I like coming to a platform like Staking Rewards, honestly, because we are such a research intensive platform that we do a lot of filtering and weeding out of these scam projects before they get listed on our site. 
Um, but you made a great point about sort of the brain drain happening with talent as well. You mentioned this as being a beneficial part of launching in 2017 is you were able to source a lot of top tier talent from around the world because of how much interest was given to the industry and sector at that time. So it seems like you're continuing to benefit from this uh, top tier talent that exists within the blockchain space. And so maybe uh, these hype cycles aren't that bad after all, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, how do you think users can best differentiate between short-term hype and long-term innovation, like what we're seeing with with chain here? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, you have to look at the teams, right? Uh, make sure that they are here to stay, right? They're not disappearing after, you know, a few months or a couple of years, right? And uh, you, you have to make sure that they do have the talents and capability to, um, you know, to execute uh, their plan with the, with the funding, right? Uh, if they do do not have the talents or, uh, you know, the skills to execute, then you probably stay away from them, right? Some, mm -hmm. some, some people or some projects, I don't know, came out of nowhere, right? But uh, some people have this, we call it formal uh, emotions, right? Like to follow the heat, right? And, you know, I, I don't know, and they get them hurt, right? Get themselves yeah. uh, badly hurt sometimes, right? I think that you have to do enough research right, by yourself and uh, make sure that you, um, uh, you know, uh, have enough knowledge first of all before you actually put a lot of money into this. And mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, for for long-term projects like like Wenchin, right? We started in 2017, right? With all the white paper we published, and you you can look at all the materials and all the milestones one by one. You, you can follow them, right? And uh, uh, actually, all of them are delivered uh, and, uh, and uh, with a good quality, right? People have been using them and, uh, you know, you can, you can see the, the code and see the material and see the, uh, you know, uh, comments or advice from all the other inferences, uh, certainly good inferences, right? And, and, and you can try them, right? Uh, you got to have some kind of a proof of concept and you try the products and uh, for example for uh, bridges right uh, if you don't know you ask uh, people with technical abilities well this uh, centralized uh, cross-chain bridge is centralized right or is this decentralized right but in this crypto world right uh, you got to go with decentralized one right for the long term uh, and uh, it's sometimes it's not that hard for people to pick the right technology or right team. I think some sometimes people just uh, got influenced by um, I, I don't know by the formal emotion, formal emotion, or by the uh, bad advisors. I I would say yeah, and, and uh, you know I, I would suggest that you know uh, people have to do their own research and you know don't put too much too much money you know and in too early before you do enough yeah. research. Yeah. So my biggest takeaway from your advice there is really put a lot of stock in the team, in their history. How long have they stuck around? How well are they are delivering on their milestones and what to what level of quality as well? Yeah. So yeah, these, these are great points of advice from you know one of the most successful uh, builders and, and investors seemingly that, that I see out there. Um, so as much as the team is important, the community plays an important role as well in the success of a project. 
So in your opinion, what role does community sentiment play for you in making development decisions for OneChain in particular? And do you get valuable indicators for where the core team should focus on from your community? Well, uh, first of all, you know, OneChain has, uh, you know, uh, roadmaps or well, technology uh, roadmap uh, from day one, right? And we follow our roadmap one step at a time. But we do recognize that, uh, you know, engaging community is very important for any crypto project, right? We need to get our community engaged, right? We have our uh, global ambassador team and uh, we have uh, ambassadors to pretty much uh, every local communities. And uh, uh, we we actually I, myself uh, in Telegram uh, you know channel pretty much every day uh, every day possible to get information from the community see where the feedback about our products about their expectations right uh, I think we we need to get the engagement going right and at the same time uh, we do have surveys like uh, you know when we uh, choose which uh, crossing bridge to build right. Uh, uh, we ask our community to vote. We, we have a lot, lot of voting going on. Ask them to say, well, which, which one you, you guys wanted first, right? And uh, for all, some of the, uh, you know, crossing bridges, we actually get the feedback from uh, the community as a reference and say, well, prioritize our uh, development goals, which one goes first, right? And uh, I think this is very, very important. And um, uh, uh, for, for some, like uh, usability and uh, some of the tools, right, it's even more important, like uh, our wallets and our web website tools, and we'll get the community uh, feedback and uh, conti continuously improve the usability, right? And of course, the, our community complains the most is our, you know, marketing, and they, they keep saying that we need to, you know, spend more money and get everybody to know our product. Yeah, we, we, are, we have been trying very hard, yeah, the team has, uh, making uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of adjustments uh, in, in PR and marketing, and and also business de development as well, uh, based on the uh, community's feedback. Yeah, and I mean that that's tough sentiment I hear echoed throughout <clears throat> almost every crypto community is they want more marketing, more marketing. It's never enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, we're making great content right here, right now, and you're providing a yeah. lot of valuable insights. So we can share this video around your community. I'm sure they're going to yeah. love it. Um, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you're getting some great feedback and you have the applications that are ready to use these bridges, these, uh, these other products we're going to get into later. So it is always helpful when you have something that the user can actually participate in. So they provide feedback, uh, from their own experience. So what significance does staking in particular have for you, uh, building your community? So could proof of stake be an enabler for community engagement? Yeah, certainly, certainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially true uh, for OneChain, uh, we implement our own uh, proof of stake uh, mechanism, uh, consensus mechanism called the Galaxy Consensus, and uh, we uh, we pretty much develop our own right, based on, of course, our, our borrow's uh, methodology, and uh, we implement this uh, POS uh, probably several years ahead of Ethereum. We actually. Uh, uh, you know, fork Ethereum, Ethereum's code uh, back in 2017, right? And uh, we are waiting for their POS, but uh, they are too slow. So we have to imprint our own, right? And uh, we we wrote our, our pre-POS, um, uh, of course, with delegation in 2019, and it was well received by the community. And uh, we had uh, very, very uh, many, uh, you know, 
uh, nodes, uh, POS nodes around the world. And uh, uh, we have a lot of participation, of course, uh, from the community uh, with either running node or do the delegation. Right? This is a very good tool. And uh, for OneChain, we um, create something called partner model for, P uh, for POS node. Uh, for example, if one person doesn't have enough fund, um, many people, uh, up to five actually, can get together and uh, organize a team to run the node together. They can partner, use their fund to partner in, right? Uh, they, they can actually run this as a business uh, to promote this, their own validator to accept delegations and uh, make money, right? And they, they, they can uh, certainly uh, expand that into our second uh, staking mechanism. We, we call the Stormont Group uh, a staking mechanism uh, for the cross-chain bridges. So for our current uh, cross-chain bridge, we have uh, 25 uh, nodes, we call Stormont nodes. It's more like uh, peers or supporting structure under the uh, cross-chain bridges. And, um, uh, you know, we will continue to expand the number of nodes uh, uh, in the future, right? So we also have this partner model, right? So uh, a team or, or, or even one person can run node for POS at the same time can run another node for, uh, you know, Stormont to support the cross-chain bridges, right? And we actually, the, the reward for cross-chain bridges actually higher than the uh, POS. And uh, because uh, in the future with the uh, cross-chain transactions, we will charge certain fees and we'll more rewards coming to the uh, uh, you know, Stormont node operators, right? Mm. And, and, and the, uh, we currently we have, uh, you know, uh, probably 30% of uh, our WEN tokens are staked into POS and also uh, Stormont node. And of course, a lot more are, uh, are you know, uh, put into the DeFi applications, right? And uh, we, we plan to launch something called uh, X stake uh, on other chains. So people can do the uh, staking in, let's say on Ethereum first, that's our first stage you can use your Ether or USDT or some other assets to stake into our cross-chain bridge, bridges as a collaterals. And uh, uh, certainly OneChain will uh, provide the rewards, uh, OneCoin as rewards. And uh, there will be the, basically the reward will be determined by the market, right? And uh, we, we also have another staking mechanism called, um, uh, you know, something like, uh, you know, double mining in the DeFi world, right? We'll pick the, you know, Ethereum uh, uh, 2.0, uh, the uh, staking mechanism. Uh, you can stake your Ether into uh, POS uh, in Ethereum. At the same time, you can do something like a double uh, staking into our cross-chain bridges. Uh, all, all, some kind of institution will create a, uh, some kind of a token, uh, more like an LP token right, on Ethereum, that can be delegated or uh, staked into our cross-chain bridges. Certainly, uh, the value will be less than the whole ether, right? But this model will enable us to uh, widen our cross-chain bridges by uh, by collaborating with other POS mechanisms like, like Ethereum, like Polkadot, or many other uh, POS uh, uh, you know chains, and uh, we'll use our you know, assets to secure our cross-chain bridges. And that's the uh, mechanism we have. 
certainly all of this, I, if uh, anybody participate in multiple chains and they can run many nodes and they can, you know, uh, engage their, uh, you know, supporters or we call it delegators. Uh, they can run this as a business and certainly will help to grow not only their business, but also when change the ecosystem. Wow. I mean, these, uh, this is golden opportunities that you're telling us yeah. about right now, the opportunity yeah. to basically double dip on your yield, uh, mm -hmm. with yeah. providing liquidity and then moving that to the, the bridge to help secure the bridge. I mean, that's truly remarkable stuff that I haven't heard of before. Uh, you mentioned here, I wonder if you have any good stories of a young startup or young, young people with little to work with that maybe did this business model of five coming together as a partnership and, uh, a great success story on running a node on your platform. Do you have anything? I don't want you to play favorites or anything like that. Uh, but well, sometimes people yeah, like any, it's an open open system. Anybody can participate. We do have uh, you know partners uh, you know or, uh, you know running a node in the in the past and still today, right? And uh, and you know it's up to uh, the users to decide uh, whether they want to organize a group. And uh, th there's a, usually a primary runner, and people have to have some kind of trust, right? But the, once they partner in, they have the control of their own fund at least. Yeah, excellent. So last question here before we get into the community okay. question phase. Um, so I want to know from you, what are the best opportunities that you think there are out there to earn passive income and returns in Wenchin ecosystem right now? Talking about cross-chain staking mechanisms, talking about the version two of Wenlend, which just launched today, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> if you could go into those for more details, yeah. Yeah, certainly. Uh, for POS, no, if you uh, go to our, uh, you know, wenchain.org uh, wenchain website, uh, and uh, you, you can jump to our uh, explorer, wenscan.org, uh, wenscan and you can see that, you know, the return, and basically the APY uh, for our POS is uh, from 8% to 10% annually. And for our Stormer node, uh, it's 10 to 12%. Uh, depends on whether you are doing delegation or you're running a node, right? The, the, the return can vary, right? And uh, as I mentioned, uh, uh, you can also, um, you know, participate in X stake, but uh, they will, it's not totally ready yet. It's, uh, you know, in the testing phase, it will be ready pretty soon. And you can do uh, staking in Ethereum first. And then we'll expand into other other chains, and the the, the return, of course, uh, will be higher, <laughs> probably compared to other you know uh, mechanisms in, in Ethereum. But it certainly will be determined by the market, right? Mm -hmm. but that's uh, the passive incomes I'm talking about. And of course, you just mentioned that Wenland, our our version two, our cross chain uh, lending platform, just uh, went alive today, a couple hours ago. Uh, our version one of Wenland has been running for more than a year, right? Uh, with a lot of participants, and uh, we are ready to launch the version two uh, with a uh, certainly with a uh, you know governance token, a wand, right? And uh, uh, certainly people can join this platform, and I think uh, there will be a, a liquidity mining in three days in twelve, so. If you want to participate, certainly for any DeFi application, you have to, you know, get into this as early as possible, right? <clears throat> so you got to act soon in the next couple of days, right? 
and also we have some other app, uh, DeFi applications like OneSwap, right? You can do uh, uh, yield farming. Uh, it's more like crossing, uh, uh, you know, AMM-based uh, exchange um, platform uh, has been running for probably around a year as well, right? And we also have, uh, you know, uh, a gamified NFT platform called Zookeeper. And uh, people can play around with that as well for the liquidity mining. And you can play with the NFTs and do, uh, you know, a lot of fun uh, stuff over there. And with a very, very high, you know, uh, you know, uh, rewards, right? And of course, based on your uh, risk preferences, uh, you can choose a POS or, or a storeman or, or pick, uh, you know, DeFi applications. And uh, a lot of uh, opportunities there, yeah. Such a wide range of products and yeah. applications to yeah. choose from yeah. to, to generate this passive income, chase this yield, as, as we like yeah. to say. Um, it really is truly remarkable how many uh, developments have been made on Wenchain here. Uh, so now getting into the community questions. These questions were sourced off of a Twitter post and the winners here, I'll announce their usernames, will be given 50 hearts token, which is the native uh, loyalty token on stakingrewards.com. And the first question is, is there any plans on increasing the number of nodes on the Wenchain network? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, for POS node, uh, we don't have uh, you know we'll just encourage our community to participate anytime. Uh, it will, we will let the growth na naturally, right? But we don't have a plan uh, to uh, increase the no number of nodes on a storm node. Uh, we started from twenty one nodes, and now it's twenty five, right? And uh, we will continue to grow the number. And uh, uh, by attracting more uh, node operators, uh, the reason is very simple. I and mean, we need to have wider, uh, we call the economic bandwidth of the crossing bridges uh, to allow more traffic to go through between different chains. Right? And, uh, um, and we need more operators at, at the same time. We have more de uh, delegators and, uh, and uh, you know, more collaterals uh, staking to this uh, crossing bridges. Uh, certainly, that's uh, our plan. So a call to all validators, a call to all delegators. All, yes. You know, come participate, come run a node. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The opportunity is here for you. Yeah. And next question here, so is from CryptoYolo5. Uh, good name. Uh, <laughs> Wenchain is providing cross-chain interoperability for Polkadot as well. Will Wenchain auction their Polkadot slot? Well, yeah, we we do have plan to uh, integrate Polkadot and uh, several of their uh, you know parachains, and uh, that's what we are working on right now. And uh, uh, Polkadot integration or the, this cross chain bridge has been on our test net for uh, several weeks now, and we are you know continue to uh, you know let our public uh, you know community to do the enough testing right before we launch it. At the same time, we trying to partner with uh, enough. Uh, uh, you know, a Polkadot uh, ecosystem projects, and that's what we are working on, right? Um, but we we do not have a plan at, the, at least at this moment to uh, do the auction on uh, Polkadot. We I think our strategy is to partner with uh, Polkadot and also uh, their ecosystem projects, um, and uh, to uh, you know to have more applications, more use cases. Uh, to create to build another uh, DeFi center, 
uh, you know, other than Ethereum, of course. And we'll link them together. I mean, we'll link multiple uh, uh, financial centers uh, and uh, with our cross-chain, multi-chain cross-chain bridges. I think that's our goal. It's so exciting to hear these these future plans for you, and it's you know it seems like you're the king of interoperability here. Everything uh, just seems like you're you're making the bridge between uh, different industries and just benefiting off the volume that's happening, right? So, um, what are the unique innovations and improvements we should be expecting in OneChain's foreseeable future? And this is from Ajuban Kesi. Okay, yeah. Um... Certainly, uh, as you, you mentioned, that we with the number of uh, uh, you know increased uh, you know number of uh, you know Stormer nodes, we'll we'll continue to improve right? probably with subgroups of uh, Stormer nodes, uh, something like that. We improve the performance and the security of the crossing bridges. We call it multi-chain uh, crossing uh, bridge infrastructure, and uh, with the L1, we will probably apply the same similar technology onto layer two as well. Right? We, we call it multi-chain and also multi-layer, right? Layer one and, and also layer two across, and also layer two and the layer two cross, right? Uh, cross layer infrastructure, uh, we are working on that, right? Um, I think we we uh, have something ready already uh, out there, right? Uh, some articles out there. And we are working on that. It will be coming out pretty soon. Right? Uh, we we want to build a uh, you know infrastructure that will support uh, not only on the layer one, but uh, and also layer two, and also with some projects with multi-chain uh, strategy. Like uh, some projects, they issue token on multiple chains, like a USDT or some other you know uh, you know decentralized projects tokens on different chains. We'll, we'll use the same mechanism to create. The bridges and allow their tokens to easily flow one chain to another. Right, uh, that's something that we're working on right now. Right, and uh, of course, uh, another thing we we have been uh, that's our focus since the day one. Uh, that's our uh, we call it privacy. Right, uh, that was built on one chain uh, since day one, and uh, we we do have plan. Uh, we are looking at it, research at it, and we want to. Comply with the regulations as well. Well, right? We want to build the privacy into cross-chain bridges as well. But probably that will be coming soon as well, uh, based on the factors I just mentioned. All right, all right. So our, our listeners' ears just perked up there. Some great insights into future developments at OneChain. So uh, very excited for that stuff. You've been a, a wonderful guest here today, Jack. And if you could just tell the the people listening here. What are the best place they can go to find more information about one chain about you even as well yeah uh go to our twitter right and you you can find everything on our uh, website you just search for uh one chain google one chain w-a-n uh, chain right you find our website and then you can find our uh you know our twitter our telegram join our telegram right you can certainly follow me on twitter and uh, you know ping me anytime on telegram as well all right, we'll certainly head on over to those Twitter and Telegram channels and we'll follow you as well. Thank you so much again for joining us and for everyone watching, make sure to smash that like button and hit subscribe. You can check out our previous episodes of Staking Mondays on Spotify and YouTube. We've interviewed guests like Tor Bear from Secret Network, Do Kwan from Terra Money, Zaki Manning from Cosmos, Stani Kulichov from Ave, Arthur B from Tezos, Chao Wang from DeFi Alliance, and now Jack Liu from OneChain. So thank you again for watching, guys. Like and subscribe to the channel. 
as always, happy staking. Take care, Jack. Yeah, thank you so much. Take care.